Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. It is Drive Time Radio here on 1150 KKNW. New York Vinny hanging out with you on a Saturday morning. Nathan is along for the ride. Our erstwhile producer who makes this show run sometimes on 30 seconds notice. <laughs> but he, he does it. The kid, the, the kid he's, he's a man. I mean, he's a kid. To me, he's a kid. But to me, like, everybody's a kid these days. And that, and that a part of life that gets you. Now, Nathan, you're not going to understand this yet. But there's going to come a time in your life, the first thing that will happen to you, Nathan, is you're going to start to to look at cops that look younger than you. Baseball players that look younger than you, you know, like look like kids. And then it'll eventually progress into everybody looking younger than you. You don't know that phenomenon yet, but I'm just, I'm going through it every day. You know, you look at a, I mean, I remember the first time I looked at a, a cop pulled me over, the guy looked like he was like 11 years old. You know, I was like, what? <laughs> How are you, pal? Hey, I'm doing good, Vinny. All patched up, as you know. I uh, had to get a little slow leak fixed in my tire this week on my car. Oh, I, for a minute I thought you had a surgery or something, and I missed it. <laughs> Maybe that happened, hey. too. I mean, anything can happen in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. You went to, um, you, you went to, uh, you did, and this I noticed about you, Nathan. You're a very smart man because you take my advice. My daughter might tell you differently, but you or take my advice at times. And I've often advised people, if you're buying tires uh, or need service on your tires, to go to Costco uh, because they are simply the best. Uh, you know, the guarantee, the warranty, the t- everything, the prices. You went, honestly, I didn't, we didn't even talk about this before the show. How was your... Uh, how was your experience over there? Oh, just nice and smooth. Uh, I guess the only thing that was a little bit troublesome was prior to the me going in for my appointment, I just sort of did like a walk-in. It's like the day I noticed a slow leak. I gave them a call and they said, can you maybe be around uh, 3 o'clock? We can maybe take a look at it. And I said, sure. So I brought it by around 3 o'clock and... They seem kind of clueless about me being there. I guess the guy never wrote me down or anything like that. But while I was there, they set me up with an appointment for the next day. And, of course, they have that tire filling sa- uh, station just outside. So I filled my tires up to the proper PSI and then came back the next day. And it was nice and smooth, you know, just handed them my Costco membership card. And uh, they got all the information about the tires. And uh, it took about an hour for them to diagnose it and then patch it up when they found out that it was just barely repairable. Well, I, I think that's one of the big benefits of um, of the Costco membership is, is that you, you know, you're able to go in there and, and it, listen, I don't get money from Costco. Uh, we don't, we don't have advertising from Costco. Once in a while we have the Costco Auto Program people on, which is a separate entity from Costco itself. Uh, but I just think when somebody gives you service these days, and when they provide something that is lacking in many other places, um, that they should be recognized. And 
Costco has figured out the formula. You had the little glitch there, but I think that, you know, the problem, I think the only problem with Costco is that they're so crowded that sometimes it can be tough to even get an appointment, uh, you know, for a, you know, for the same day, or if you have a slow leak or something like that, it could be a little, you know, a little shaky, but other than that, um, I, I think their service and their the way they treat people and their guarantees and their tire prices uh, are phenomenal. They're 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 just better than anybody. I don't know if they're better than anybody else's, but they're as good as anybody else's for the quality of tire that you get. It's it's just one of those things where uh, it's just such a great part of their uh, of what they do. And I haven't mentioned this part yet, but. When I got it all said and done, it was all covered under the Costco Road Hazard Warranty. They found the guy said it was a very big nail that he was surprised they were able to repair it. But they did, and it got covered. Well, you know, that's the other thing that that I'm so impressed about with Costco. And I think I've told this story once or twice in the three and a half years we've been on the air. But my sister um, down in the Bay Area had a problem with the tires on her car and they want she you know she buys them at Costco and <clears throat> excuse me she went to Costco and um they didn't just replace the one tire that was bad but the, the guy said well we don't have that tire in stock anymore there's a missing something was wrong they replaced all four tires on her car that's the thing about Costco no excuses <laughs> yeah nobody does that uh, I'm sorry. I was in, a, in the automotive repair business for many, many, many years, and uh, nobody does that. No, not, not if you know the owner of the shop, if you're the kid of the owner of the shop, or you're the wife of the owner of the shop. Just that doesn't happen. But yet Costco, and it's not the only story I've heard of just the way that they service people. So congratulations to them. I'm glad you got your type. Did you fill it up with nitrogen? Yes. Nathan, or did you? Uh, Yep. So you put now, now, seriously, Nathan. Do you know the difference between the nitrogen and the regular air? I've done my research on it, and it's an easy choice to be nitrogen. Why? Tell me why. Once you figure it's out, it's why. a lot less prone to temperature changes. So with air, you know, it expands and contracts based on the temperature changes. So like. For instance, you know, this past week we went from 60 degrees to 80 degrees. Well, if you're filling up your tires with air to like 35 PSI, and I might be exaggerating this number, but suddenly your tires are now 40 PSI with normal air. The tire pressure increased because the temperature went up. But with nitrogen, it'll be a lot less drastic, which means your tires maintain a steady temperature. And, of course, that goes when you're driving, too, you know. They always say fill up your tires when they're warm. And right. So if you're filling up your tires when they're cold and you go out on a drive, suddenly they gain pressure. And then if you're one of those people that likes to, you know, give it as much as possible, well, you might experience a blowout because the temperature increased and your tire just, you know, ripped apart because it was overfilled with PSI. But with nitrogen, you know, that's not happening. Plus, it's a thicker uh, compound, I guess, uh, whatever that scientific word is. So yes. it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavier compound. Yes. I think is is the way 
if I remember my science class right. But what that means is it's going to, you know, tires are going to naturally leak slowly just because air escapes someplace. But that gives it less uh, susceptibility to leak like that at an extremely slow pace. So they stay filled longer. Okay. Um, all right. Good. Well, then you know what? You've, uh, you've made me feel better. About uh, about this because uh, oh, I wasn't supposed to do that. Uh <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you made me feel better about this because uh, you know I, I'm always one of those people that look at nitrogen, but I guess that also comes from the experience of car dealers putting nitrogen in tires if they even really do sometimes and charging you like uh, two hundred bucks. You know, when you get the car to put, you know, nitrogen fill your tires. You're supposed to put those little green caps on it, I guess. But yeah, uh, I'm glad you had a good experience at Costco, Nathan, because uh, it's very, uh, you know, it's important that when I tell somebody, not tell, but it suggests that somebody goes somewhere and they do something, it, it's it works, you know, that I, I, I really, when I endorse a product, I'm not endorsing Costco, but when I tell somebody about, hey, go here, go there, do this, do that, I like to know that it, that it's good, you know. I, I mean, I know it's good because I know somebody that has experience doing it, but I like to hear good, I like to hear bad stories, too. I don't like to hear bad stories, but I want to hear the bad stories, too. But I'm glad you had uh, that experience at the Costco Tire Center. Which, which one did you go to, over in Bellevue? Down in Covington. In Covington, okay, so so because when I send this to you know the, the hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this show, I think a few of them actually work at Costco, so I'll um, I'll send this to them and make sure that uh, or they'll hear it and maybe they'll call you up and send you a twenty five dollar gift card for uh, you know for Costco. Hey, that would be nice. Just uh, put it in the gas station there. Do you know that um, you don't have to be a member if somebody gets you a gift card for Costco? You don't have to be a member of Costco to use the gift card. Yeah, I noticed that. I've gotten a few gift cards and put it into the machine. It's like, oh, I didn't need to swipe my membership. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that you don't need to be a member to go to the pharmacy or to buy snacks. You know, the, 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 the churros or the world famous pizza. And um, like if there's a Costco where the food court is outside... You don't need to be a member to go to that food court and get the dollar fifty hot dog. There are Costco's with their food court outside the warehouse. Possibly, possibly the best food deal in America. Gotta be. Where else are you going to find a dollar fifty hot dog that's not at a gas station? Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, it's an actual fresh that you see the person actually take it out of the steamer and put it in a bun that was made sometime in the 2010s or at least the 2020s um yeah uh, it's it's a phenomenal experience uh nathan do you have a question that you want to ask me yo Vinny, what are you driving this week almost caught oh, me off guard there <laughs> <laughs> luckily i was prepared just enough i can't believe that you asked but uh yes we uh yes we we Always want to make sure that we have Nathan ask the question. Now, I'm going to see if I can do this uh, and make it work. It's uh, one of these times where you do something and you just pray that it works. 
So, no, that didn't work. We want to add that to the stream. And we want you to, uh, we want to do this here because sometimes I'll show, and this is the, uh, what I'm driving this week, the Mustang Mach X um, E, which is the all wheel drive Mustang. And let me tell you something. This is a, a spectacular vehicle. Uh, the body style is still the same, and there's still the argument: Do you, do you not? Uh, you know, is is it a legitimate Mustang? Well, I'll tell you. You hit the gas in this thing, and it is a legitimate Mustang. It um, it goes, and it. I'll tell you what. It'll probably kick the crap out of any. Uh, 64 or 65 Mustang, it comes close to Shelby Cobra type acceleration. And you look at it, you look in the back and you look uh, here in the interior, quality materials, great car and all wheel drive, which for, you know, our area, we, we need that. You know, we need the four wheel drive here. Uh, you know, uh, for traction, you can take it a little bit off-road. The ground clearance is higher. So you have all of these different things that they put into this thing. Plus, plus, this car has Blue Cruise, which I have yet to test out. I'm going to try it out today. I've never used the Blue Cruise in a Ford. I've never had a vehicle with one. And the, uh, the other side of it, too, is that it has the new... Um, uh, no, Ultium is GM. Oops, sorry. It has the uh, the the big. How do you? I, I was going to say the big butt battery, uh, ninety-one kilowatt hour, um, battery that is uh, gives you over three hundred miles of range in this thing. So when you put together all wheel drive, three uh three hundred miles of range, uh, the speed. And uh, the reliability of these things, and they've been have they've been very reliable. Uh, it's it's a great electric car, and I'm not going to say that it's affordable. It's in every because it is sixty uh, sixty six thousand sixty seven thousand bucks by the time it rolls out the door, and that's the sticker price. Uh, some dealers, I'm sure, are still trying to get. Uh, you know, over sticker for this thing, but it is. Uh, if you want an electric car, this right now is what you're gonna. You, you know, this is this is the sporty, um, American-made electric at the moment. Now, there's others coming. Uh, we drove the Jeep uh, 4XE last week, and uh, we're driving. Uh, this is what we're driving this week. Uh, we had the Kia. But that's not American, uh, an American-made car in the strictest sense of the word. Uh, but there's more coming. And just, uh, again, an incredible vehicle uh, that um, is worth a look at if you are thinking of going electric. And we'll have a full review of it coming up in, uh, in, in the coming weeks. But And, and I love this color, this uh, kind of battleship gray uh, color. It's not the non-gloss. It has a gloss on it, but it's just a sharp, uh, good-looking color. So that's our uh, Yo Vinny, what are you driving this week segment. We thank you for that. We thank Nathan for that. Now we get a chance to um, have a guy on. This is going to be like a Cairo reunion uh, because uh, Bob Boyd and I 
worked at uh, Cairo Radio for a number of years. You know, sometimes when you are uh, working in radio and you have somebody on, you know, the guy, the program director will call you in and they'll say, well, what the heck are you having one of your friends on for? You know, you're, you're trying to promote their business. You're trying to do this, trying to do that. Well, you know what? I'm the program director now, and, and this next gentleman is my friend. And so we're going to put him on and, and have him talk a little bit to us um, about uh, life and golf carts because he does some pretty nifty-looking golf carts. My friend Bob Boyd from Boyd, Recre is it Boyd Recreational Custom Recreational Vehicles. Bob, is that the name of the – yeah, well, hi. First of all, it's great to see you, Vinny. And, and uh, yeah, uh, custom luxury golf carts uh, by Boyd Recreation. And we build just that, custom luxury golf carts. And uh, I've been doing it. This will be the seventh year I've been doing this full time and about the uh, 50th year that I've been goofing around with carts and cars and boats and all that kind of stuff. So my first question is, you know, we traditionally think in a golf cart, you know, you go, you rent it, at the, you get it with your uh, greens, freeze at the course, you get it, and it putt-putts around or electrics around. Actually, you're probably, you know, let, probably do more electrics than gas, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so Absolutely. You're, you're on the cusp of the electric car uh, revolution because you've probably been fooling around with these things for, like you say, at least 50 years. Um, why does somebody want their own golf cart instead of just renting the golf cart at the golf course. Well, the interesting thing about the industry is it's transformed from a vehicle that you use to go golf for 18 holes or 36 holes into what's called a personal transportation vehicle. And so with that came customizing where nobody wanted to have a golf cart that looked like everybody else's golf cart. They had to have something individual and cool. Um, and then that uh, began another industry um, called LSVs, which are low-speed vehicles. Um, and so it's been really fascinating because there's three major brands of golf carts that everybody's seen on a golf course. There's EasyGo, there's Club Car, and there's Yamaha. And uh, you'll see mostly the EasyGos and the Yamahas on the public courses, and you'll see the club, carts, club cars on the private courses. Um, and funny thing about golf cars or golf carts, the industry calls them golf cars. Um, every normal person calls them golf carts. And right. so that's why I think they should be called golf carts, not golf cars, because nobody else calls them that except for people in the industry. Well, but now to take the devil's advocate for a second, when I go down to Coronado, um, you know, the streets down there are loaded with golf carts uh, mm -hmm. that people have, you know, used for transportation. I mean, they actually go down to uh, – you know, the main street or to Ralph's or the different uh, places, or, or if they go to church. I mean, you go to church down there and there's golf carts, like, you know, parked outside uh, two, two to a space, three to a space. Yes. And it, yes. it's um, so it's become in this day of $5 a gallon gas down there, five fifty dollars a, a gallon gas, an extremely viable form of transportation for, uh, especially, you know, for older people that um, uh, for whatever reason, are okay with driving a golf cart around. So it, it, it does straddle both, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, the state that really leads golf carts is Florida. Um, they have a community called the Villages in Florida, which oh, is yeah. I can tell you exactly where it is. It's, it's northern Florida. And they have the largest concentration of golf carts in the nation. They have thousands of them. And if you drive around Florida, I was down there for a couple of weeks uh, about a month ago, 
And I couldn't believe it. I mean, you go to Lowe's, the home improvement store, and out front, they had probably 30, 40 golf carts that you could buy from Lowe's. I'm going to talk about that in a bit, about the yeah. whole, uh, the, um, you know, the Chinese golf carts that have come to town um, and what those are all about. Uh, but Florida, every house, it seems, in Florida has a golf cart uh, because they're just a great mode of transportation. Now, a lot of people use them for golf. Uh, but over here where I live is in a place called Crescent Bar, which is um, on the Columbia River, about 20 miles south of Wenatchee. Um, they use these things as their car for the minute that they get here till the minute that they leave. So Crescent Bar is a golf course community. Uh, but what people really want to use these things for is going to the store to get coffee and going to the restaurant. And after they've, had, we won't go too far down that road, but after they have a couple of drinks, they'd rather drive a golf cart than their car for, for obvious reasons. Not that that's any safer, nor do we endorse right, that. I was just going to say, you could get, I mean, you can get locked up for DUI driving a golf cart the same Absolutely. as you can, you know, as a, as a, uh, as the thing. But, but the thing is, they probably have some really nice self-driving golf carts. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we aren't there yet uh, in terms of the self-driving. Yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. But the thing that it really promotes is family togetherness. And people ask me a lot of time, what do you do? And I, I say, I sell happiness. The look on people's faces when they drive up in their golf cart and the whole family's on these and they all come with seat belts. So everybody's belted in, um, you know, the kids, mom, dad. Um, they're just having the time of their lives driving around in an open air golf cart. And it's, it's a social thing too, because you see your friends, you stop and talk to people that you know, or you don't know it, right. it totally, it, it's almost like boating. It's like boating on land because everybody feels like they, they can talk to each other. Um, and it just breaks down all the social barriers when you're in a golf cart. There's even, there's even like a, uh, and I've noticed this when I've driven golf carts, even not just on a golf course, but in a, at a resort or something like that. There's a, uh, there's a certain stance that you take when you drive a golf cart and stop to talk to somebody. You kind of twist around in the seat. You put your hand over the, the steering wheel. You make sure that they can't see your, uh, you, you know, your, you pull your shorts down. So you make sure that nobody's getting a view, you know, because you're wearing golf shorts or something like that and you kind of lean back and you kind of talk it's a very casual um very casual atmosphere so i could see you know that that same feeling of boating and and that kind of um not camaraderie but community i guess uh exactly. you know you got a golf cart they got a golf cart and you're just kind of rapping and flapping about them yeah you, you have a beautiful one on the front page of your website that's boydrec.com is the way you go to the website if you're thinking about golf carts, if you own a golf course, if you are thinking about getting your own individual golf cart, uh, which is in a, in a spectacular, um, I guess that's a royal blue, if I'm not mistaken. Now, if I wanted this golf cart, could you um, change some of the color, uh, like the seats and maybe the, the basket to orange, so it would be in the color of my beloved New York Mets? <laughs> and you know, we get that request a lot. Uh, the thing that we won't do is put the New York Mets logo on there for obvious reasons. Uh, right, I, got to I can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what we asked the customer to do. Uh, all those years at Cairo and working with the Seahawks, we all learned about uh, using the logo and, and not to unless you have express permission. So we don't use the logos, but we do go after the colors that people want. And uh, that's a very popular thing to do is, is spec colors. Um, we had uh, a couple from... 
uh, Louisiana of all places, and they have a home in the San Juans. And they saw the website and said, you know, we, we really would like um, some very specific colors. Um, not ones that I would have picked, but that's what they want. And they said, well, we want a six seater. And how long, how fast could you get it done? We'd like it by Memorial Day weekend, which is, you know, coming up here in a few weeks. And luckily we have um, one production slot available to be able to get that done by Memorial Day. And so we can turn that around for them in the exact colors with the options that they want. And we go through the whole option list. And that's a great part about working with a customizer is they're able to get you exactly what you want. And usually in a few weeks lead time, they can knock that out. I remember, um, I think it was uh, Caddyshack 2. And I'm, I'm here I am going to admit that I actually watched Caddyshack 2. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Mason was no match for Rodney Dangerfield, but it had its moments. I think he had like a custom golf cart with a Rolls Royce grill and all the kind of stuff on it. Uh, can people get that kind of thing if they want? If they want uh, a Rolls Royce or a Cadillac golf cart, or let's say um, you do one of these or a couple of these for a car dealer, and they want you to make like a mini looking uh, Rolls Royce or Bentley or even a Chevy. Do you do that? Is that a popular thing to do? You know, it's interesting. People ask about those. Um, there is a company, I believe they're in California. I think they're called ACS, but American Customs, but they make licensed body kits. Like right now I've got one in the shop. It's a Bentley. Um, strangely enough, it has a Bentley body on it. It's a club car underneath, but it's a Bentley body on top. Um, so yes, we can do that. We can do Corvettes. We can do Mustangs. Uh, like you were talking about your Mach-E. We don't have four-wheel drive, but uh, <laughs> but we do have Mustang body kits. All those kits are available. They are a little pricey. It adds about ten dollars to $15,000 to the price to do that um, because those kits are all um, beautifully made and, and they have to be licensed by the manufacturer. So right. yeah, that's available. Um, but the thing that we find that is most popular is like the one on the top on the front of my web page. It's called an off-road. So we, we make three different models. And I don't know if your producer can pull the web page up so it's on the screen. So um, let me see if I can do it here. Uh, maybe Nathan, can you can you look at that and see if you could uh, pull that up, pull his uh, his website off uh, up. It's a uh, Boydrec b o i d r e c dot com. And he'll he'll see if he can uh, effort to do that. I'm a little I'm still a little shaky on this stuff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't even like being on camera. <laughs> I'll talk all day on the radio, but the camera I don't like that. <laughs> uh, um, so, so, so you were saying about the uh, the, the one you have uh, on the front of the website, which is as I said before, it's a beautiful like kind of custom wheels and a little basket in front and. Um, you know, it's just a, a sharp looking vehicle, no lights or anything. I don't, I don't see no, no, there's, there's headlights, taillights, brake lights, turn signals, emergency flashers. They're all street legal. Uh, the difference is there's, there's even turn signals in the mirrors on the front and backs of the mirrors. Uh, the turn signals work and the emergency flashers work, uh, so that you're uh, more visible, uh, in traffic. But, um, uh, so, uh, oh, wow, there we go. There we go. Okay. So that's so it'll kind of roll through some different pictures here, and that that'd be great if the producer can just go through the pictures. There's a there's a custom color there. It's a, a gloss smoke gray, custom wheels. I mean, the amount of options is almost endless, and it's really only limited by money. I mean, there's the carpeted interior if you want that. We wow, that's snappy, that. man. Yeah, we we try and make them um, similar to a custom car, you know, and and uh, it it is fun to see 
what the end product is. And, and they're almost like an art. I, I consider myself an artist, Vinny. <laughs> I'm a golf cart artist. You know, you're building something that's useful for mobility, obviously, but you're also indulging somebody's uh, taste. You know, I mean, you can't go, you can only do so much when you go into a dealer and, and buy a car. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's 10 options and you check off. But when you have a golf cart like this or something like this, obviously you can't, but you can put your your and a customer's creative uh, fancy into this thing to uh, to make it something unique that nobody will see anywhere else. Yeah, and like right now we're building a Cougar cart. Um, not that kind of Cougar, the Washington State Cougars. Yeah, and, uh, and and it's going to be that smoke gray that you see there. Plus, it'll have that dark maroon stripe. It'll have maroon and gray seating. They're going to put their uh, Cougar logo on the front of it. Uh, so people really do indulge their, their fantasies of what they want to uh, represent. And so we can come up with that, no problem. In fact, that, that picture there in the background is, is Crescent Bar. That's what it looks like. That's the golf course there. We're, we're talking I, about I your, go ahead. Okay. Uh, we're talking about Boyd from Boyd Recreation, uh, who makes his uh, custom golf carts, luxury golf carts. Plus, it, they have them in stock. So if you're one of those people that are thinking about a golf cart or you own a business that utilizes golf carts, which there are many, uh, perfect guy to, uh, to talk to. And you can find them at Boyd Rec dot com um with the price of and i know this is probably a weird question but i'll ask it anyway uh, the average ticket price on a car right now is 40 north of forty eight thousand dollars. yeah um if i'm looking for I, i'm thinking to myself if i'm an older person or if I'm anybody and I use my, my golf cart to go down the corner to the mailbox, to the park that's down the street, you know, small, you know, small trips, mile trip, mile and a half, two mile trips. Are we going to see people start to look at these uh, golf carts as alternative transportation for small local trips? And, and is that something that we might see in the future? Yeah, I think we're already seeing it now. And and I had mentioned Florida, and that's a place that because the weather is good there so many months of the year, uh, people are using those as transportation uh, way more than their cars because they can get to the store. And the traffic, the roadways are set up for carts um, so that they can have a lane that is designated bicycles and golf carts um, and people feel comfortable traveling in those lanes. Um, outside of the normal flow of traffic. Um, I want to talk just for a minute kind of about the, the different kinds of uh, carts that there are in terms of uh, what the feds have regulated on this. Yeah, um, so the, yeah. Okay, so the first thing is a golf cart. And a golf cart is what you see on a golf course. And then we customize them into what you see on the website. Then the next thing is what's called a PTV or personal transportation vehicle. Okay, that is not a DOT certified vehicle. That is really what we end up with after we customize it. There's also manufacturers on the market that are making these um, that come out of the factory as personal transportation vehicles. Um, they do not go uh, 35 miles an hour, so they don't qualify for the, the federal DOT um, mandates. Okay, right. then once you leave the, the PTBs, um, then you get into the LSVs, which is a low-speed vehicle. 
A low-speed vehicle can approach that 35-mile-an-hour speed limit. It, it is DOT certified. It has a DOT windshield. It has a VIN number on it. Um, and it can be used on any public roadway in America with a speed limit of 35 miles an hour or less. Now, the cities and the states may not like it, but my understanding of, of the ruling is that as long as it is a DOT certified vehicle, they can go on any, any public roadway in America that has a 35 mile an hour speed limit or less uh, right. and be perfectly fine. Now, they may need to license it with the state, um, yeah. but they can because it has a VIN number. That's really the, the line of demarcation between an LSV and everything else in the golf cart world is that VIN number. Um, and they're looking for um, all those those federal mandates in terms of rear view mirrors and seat belts and, and reflectors and all those kinds of things have to meet the DOT standards to get a VIN number. Um, so if it doesn't have a VIN number, then it's, then it's not technically street legal and it has to be in a golf cart zone um, to be able to be on a roadway. So it's then, I, I guess there is a recognition of of that concept of people starting to use these as round town transportation. Oh, absolutely. Then yeah. there's a whole other class of vehicle um, is the UTV, which is like your your utility vehicle, like your side by sides, um, your uh, off road vehicles, that, um, ATVs, that kind of thing. Um, most of those are gas powered because they take a lot of horsepower to, to move around. Um, and they're very popular, especially over here in eastern Washington, Wenatchee. You can drive a side-by-side, -side, like a, a Bombardier uh, or a Honda or a Yamaha that's a side-by-side -side vehicle. Um, you can use those on the streets. They're licensed just like cars. Um, they don't have any safety in terms outside the seatbelts. There's no airbags. There's none of that. They can go 60, 70 miles an hour plus. But that's a whole different class of vehicle um, than, than the golf cart or the PTV or the LSV. Right. I've, um, I've driven some of those. Mostly when I was back in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, I had a friend that had a couple of them and, you know, had a big patch of land back then. We used to go out and he used them for hunting. I don't hunt, but, mm -hmm. you know, they, he had like a whole course set up in his back lot there that you could go and take that thing and jump uh, logs. And oh, yeah. it was actually a lot of fun. I mean, I really kind of, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is the safest thing in the world, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say, you know, like off-road dirt biking or snowmobiling or any of those yeah. things. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's some risk involved in, in using them, no doubt. And, uh, you know, another thing that's really interesting in this whole vehicle realm is the pandemic and what it did uh, to the golf cart industry, the ATVs, the UTVs, snowmobiles, all that stuff. Um, as, as you know, was, was so affected in terms of the supply chain and the availability of, of uh, specifically golf carts. Um, so what happened is all of uh, the parts come from China, um, mo most all the parts. There's some, some things like that roof that we saw on the website, the big, long roof. That's actually made in America. Uh, but most of the parts, the lift kits, the tires and wheels, um, the dashboards are actually made in America. Um, by Virginia Plastics, um, Virginia Industrial Plastics, they make those. Um, so it's great to see some some USA-made products. But for the majority of it, it, it comes out of China. Well, as we all know, you couldn't get anything out of China for about two years. Um, and so it really goofed up the golf cart industry, the, the customizer business. Um, but it also took away our supply uh, because they shut down Club Car, EasyGo, and Yamaha, um, who are all in the southeast of the U.S., all these factories shut down. So 
golf courses to give you kind of where all, where do these carts come from to begin with golf courses lease these carts for three years at a time um, and then at the end of three years they lease another group of carts and they buy carts 100 200 300 plus at a time for golf courses um, so when the, all the factories shut down all the golf courses said we're not giving up our carts because we got to have them because there were still a lot of courses that played even during the, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah um, I actually went out and played during the pandemic because I figured nobody would see me. Well, yeah, well, there's that. How bad I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so there, the price, of course, of carts skyrocketed. And as um, a buyer of wholesale carts, uh, they, the prices doubled and tripled. I mean, it was unbelievable. And the pricing has recovered somewhat, but they're still expensive. So this last winter... Uh, the Chinese came to town with 12 different brands of golf carts. And these 12 different brands, most of them, as I understand it, are made by one company. There's one big factory in China that builds these golf carts, and they'll stamp any name that you want on them. Um, you can have Vinny's carts as long as you order 5,000 at a time. Yeah. Um, and so there's been this huge influx of Chinese carts. And um, we talked about home improvement stores that are selling them. And, and all of a sudden, everybody's in, in the golf cart business. Uh, the challenge is finding a technician that wants to work on them, that can work on them, that can get parts for them. Um, so they're very attractive at first because the price is low. Um, but we can't build a cart for the same price that they're selling their carts for. So how can that be? So we dig into these things and look at them. And we look at the vinyls that are on the seats. We use a heavy gauge marine grade vinyl that'll last 10 plus years, maybe 20 years. Um, the vinyls that we see in these import carts are paper thin. Um, more importantly, something like steel. Um, all our carts, we only use club cart to build our luxury carts. Uh, we, um, because they're made out of aluminum, aluminum never rusts. If you're on a golf course with fertilizer and water, Steel is not a good thing to mix with that because steel oh, rusts. No, no, how they make them out of fiberglass, aluminum, and, and, and different compounds that don't that resist rust because anybody, you know, they're wet. Oh, golf courses are wet, especially for the undercarriages or something. Consistently, you got to water the grass. You don't water the grass, you don't have a golf course. Exactly, exactly. And so that's why we love aluminum and not wafer-thin steel that's uh, got a thin coat of paint on it um, that is going to be a three- to five-year cart. Here's the interesting thing about golf carts, good ones, the big three, um, yeah. is they'll last 30 years. Show me a car that'll last 30 years. They will uh, in oh, some yeah. cases, yeah. but for the most part, they won't. Um, and so that's how we can build on these frames. And that's all really we're after in my company is we're just after the frame because we built everything new from, from suspension, wiring, wheels and tires, uh, seats, bodies, at, at roofs, everything on our carts is new. What's used is the frame uh, because the frame, it's, it's two pieces of aluminum that'll last for decades. Right. Um, and that's why, that's why we focus on club cars so much. What, uh, what's the app? Let's say uh, I want to buy a golf cart. Uh, what's the price range I'm looking for, you know, low end and then give me, give me a high end of a custom. I want uh, the, the two colors and the mats and the, uh, you know, a, a large cooler to hold some beverages that need to be kept cold and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. What, what, what's the price range of these things? Okay, so the entry-level cart is $59.95, um, and that'll get you a two-seater club car with two bag racks in the for two golf club bags that you can put in the back of the cart. 
Um, that gets you your basic car. It's got eight inch tires and wheels. It's not super sexy. It's like what you see on a golf course. Right. And then we offer three trim levels. We want to keep it easy. Um, as much as people would love to design their own golf carts, they don't really have an idea. They, they kind of know what they want, but they don't know specifically what they want in terms of content of the vehicle. So we make it easy and we do it for them. We offer three different trim levels. The Sport is our budget model. That goes for $99.95. The Luxury is our opulent, luxurious vehicle, and that goes for $17K. And then our off-road, which is a lot, everything that has in the luxury with the lifted kit on it. It's a six-inch lift. It has 23-inch wheels and tires on it. Um, and that goes for 20000 And then our uh, Platinum Edition, which is it's just off the charts, that one goes for about 25000 So anywhere from $59.95 to twenty-five grand, and everywhere in between. But it's so easy when you have three different models to choose from, sport, right. luxury, or off-road. And that right. one on the front of the webpage is an off-road. I want to show one other thing on the website, um, which is the six-seater. Um, so if we can get your producer to, to call that website back up again. And, Let me see. There we go. Um, and the, God, he's good. Um, I love that young talent. on, on uh, shows the future of radio right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I told him, don't get into radio. He won't listen to me, though. He said, <laughs> they never will. <laughs> you are. You should find a job that, you act, that you're actually going to do some good in the world. Yeah. Uh, but. Well, they'll do good. They'll do good, but they just won't make much money. I mean, that's that's a, if you're exactly. going to you got to be on the business side. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about this six seater for a minute. Uh, so we build this six seater out of a two seater. Uh, we cut it right down the center, or actually be down the middle. Um, so where you see the second passenger row where the feet would go, um, you can see just a little seam right there, and we cut it all the way across. We put in an extension kit and then build the cart back up from there. Um, so this particular cart is in commercial duty service. Um, there isn't an import uh, uh, cart on the planet that you could do that with because it'll be good for about three months and be all worn out. Right. The beauty of these, these club cars, this one has been in commercial service for about four or five years. Um, it actually is at a funeral home where they take you out to the burial plots and show you where you could uh, 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 buy a place for eternal rest. <laughs> <laughs> but as you know, that's good. You know, but I love, I love it because uh, it allows me to see if there's been any failures, and there's been not. Um, aside from just brake adjustments and that kind of stuff, just normal maintenance. Um, this cart, all it really requires, as with all of our electric carts, water in the batteries about every three months. Adjust the brakes about once a year. Let me look the thing over and just make sure everything's good once a year, and you're good to go. That uh, you can't get that with a gas cart. Um, you got to yeah. change oil. You got to mess around with all those things. Um, that's the beauty of electric carts is they're almost maintenance free, save for water and the batteries. So let's talk about batteries because you you uh, mentioned that Mustang Mach E four wheel drive. Right. That's yeah. Let's yeah. Let's let's quickly talk about those too because we. Uh, I, I mean, I'm an I'm an elect I've turned into an advocate for electric cars. I I, I know that. This side of the state's a little different than that side of the state, but yes. they're coming. You, you, you better learn about them now. Here's what's fascinating about golf carts is they're not there yet. They're not even close. Um, there are lithium batteries available for golf carts. There are a host of issues that are unresolved, um, the first of which is they're expensive. Um, to put a good lithium battery in a golf cart, it's about $4,000. 
to put the same set of batteries of liquid lead lead liquid acid batteries in the old-fashioned battery technology that's been around since the 30s maybe longer uh you know that's about a thousand dollars um so the difference between a thousand and four thousand uh, is a lot a good set of lead acid batteries will last you about four years they say that the lithium battery will last you 10 years and they'll give you a 10-year warranty the challenge is a lot of these companies that offer these 10-year warranties are out of business after about three or four years and they prorate the warranties when they have failures so that uh you know you, you at four years you don't get 60 percent of your money back it's far less than that it's a declining scale uh, other challenges are below 50 degrees they don't work because uh, it's too cold for them and they require special chargers and uh uh they're, they're just just and they don't talk to the controllers very well which is the computer that runs the golf cart so right. you got all these issues that are unresolved in a lot of cases some people love them but it's a small percentage i hear more grief about them than not now a lot of my product stays here which means they're my neighbors and they'll show back up at my house with with uh, pitchforks and torches if, if they don't work yeah, you don't want to mess with somebody's stuff. It, 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 you know, golf cart, pickup truck, and a woman. You, you know, the three <laughs> So we got to have reliability and lead acid battery, batteries, dollar for dollar through now. And who knows, in the next five years, that may change. But the industry, the golf cart industry, doesn't have access to the technology that Tesla does. Um, and so it, we're just not there yet. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get there. I think lead acid will become a thing of the past. But for right now, they're still dollar for dollar the best option in a golf course just to go with regular batteries, not AGM. They don't add the absorb glass mat. You can mount them upside down. They're great for boating, but for a golf cart, they, they make no sense. Um, so that, that's my spiel on power. Um, the other thing is, well, I want gas. I don't have to goof around with batteries. And the issues that we see with, with gas, number one, especially women, hate them because they're noisy and they smell. And yeah. um, no one wants to have to put gas in the cart. Um, and so a lot of people use them, say, let's go to dinner in the golf cart. So they go over to their friend's house for dinner and they walk in the door and they smell like they just went snowmobiling uh, because <laughs> they stink at the exhaust. You know, there's yeah. no catalytic converter. Um, you know, it's coming out the tailpipe and it's stinky. Um, and so that gets on your clothes and you smell like that. And, and a lot of people don't like that. So yeah. electric's the way to go. Lead acid's still the way to go. I'd stay away from the gas carts. Um, and the best advice I can give anybody who's looking for a golf cart is stay with the big three, easy go club car, Yamaha, because in the long run, they'll run forever. You don't see import carts on a golf course for one simple reason. They don't last. Um, and golf courses cannot afford to have carts that don't last. When you show up at the golf course and you want to go golfing, they better have a cart for you and it better run 18 or 36 holes or you're going to be steaming mad sitting in a, at hole number 12 and you got no golf cart that runs. Yeah, it's never it's it's never a good thing. So Bob again, how do people get a hold of you if they want to investigate a golf cart or maybe they have a business like I said that uh, would use a golf cart or or just something to get around their complex? How uh, how do people get a hold of you? So the best way is to go to our website which is boydrec b o y d r e c or boyd recreation either one works.com. Um, and we also do police carts um, over on the east side of, of Seattle. We've got a police cart in service, and you'll see a picture of that on my website. They use it for patrolling the trails over there because it gives them access, silent access, 
uh, to the trails to protect people from all the things that go on over there. Um, yeah. that we, we're glad we don't have an Eastern Washington yet. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad you put the yet there because the whole, you know, the whole country is going. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> and, that, and then we also have the commercial carts, like for the funeral home, or we have um, a company that does uh, restorations down in the Tri-Cities. They wanted a cart for parades. And then they give the cart uh, to the police so that they can use that their cart to to uh, patrol during parades and community events and that kind of thing. And it gives them exposure um, in a community environment also. So we do all that. Uh, give us a call, 206-920-1184. That's on the website or just check us out at voidrec.com. Vinny, it's been great. Yeah, Bob, it's so good to see you. So good to hear your voice. We we, we traveled many miles together on the road and uh, hopefully we'll get to, uh, get to have some fun um, you know, doing some other stuff with your golf carts, man. It'll be uh, it'll be a blast to do and uh, and to get out there and see you sometime. Absolutely, I hope you do. All right, man. Take care of yourself and uh, good luck with this business. I'm I'm sure with you running it, it'll be successful. This guy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Stories I could tell you, but I'm not. By the way, do you still have the vet? I actually I have one of the new vets. Um, I got the 2022. I only had to wait three years for it, so. Good. Um, and went back to Bowling Green, Kentucky, which if you are a Corvette fan, I highly recommend to go see. Oh, yeah. And I've Corvette been there. Yeah. It's, it's and the factory. Now you can get into the factory. I couldn't get into the factory because of the pandemic, but I was able to get into the Corvette Museum and see the, the sunken Corvettes that fell when the earth opened up down there and, and vacuumed up a whole bunch of Corvettes. But uh, it is well worth the trip to Bowling Green if you love Corvettes, that's for sure. I'm I'm glad you still have a vet, man. You know, you know what I I, I spoke to Tad Jukter, who is the chief engineer. Oh yeah, the Corvette. I interviewed him a couple of years ago, and and I thanked him personally for keeping the ability for me to fit into one uh, alive yes. as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's six foot four, bit. and I fit. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta maneuver a little bit, but yeah. it's it's awesome. All right, Bob, take care of yourself, man. Good to see you. Thanks very much, Vinny. You too. You too. Right. Paul Boyd uh, joining us here from Boyd Recreation uh, Recreation LLC. Does golf carts and all stuff like that. And yeah, I know it's a little off tangent, but it's electric, and it also um, is something that people are are interested in. I, when I told a couple of people that I was doing this, uh, there was a ton of people saying, "Hey, that's a, that's a pretty cool uh, little thing. I'm interested in." Uh, in that a little bit more. Okay, um, it is. Uh, we're coming up. Boy, time flies. Well, you know, it's good to see Bob. Good to talk to him, and uh, you know that kind of thing. So we have uh, uh, again, yeah. You know, I love Apple. You, you hit something, and the next thing you know, it's <laughs> you're putting up a different uh, a definition of uh, of something there. <laughs> oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. All right. What do you say we uh I, I know that we yeah, we have time to do uh do we have time to do the review, uh Nathan, or uh, should we hang on to that for next week? Uh, we have, looks like we have a few minutes, so let's go ahead and get it underway. All the right, drive time go. radio road test. Every week Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, the, the Kia tell you right. Uh, is um, uh, such, an, such an impressive, large SUV. It is, um, I mean, you know, it's funny what to think of me in terms of small cars and so on and so forth, but I got a chance uh, last week, and we talked about it a little bit, to drive 
from Kia, Telluride. And this is their big SUV. It's in competition with the Tahoe and the larger SUVs out there. And totally impressed. Absolutely impressed with this ride. It is, uh, first of all, it drips of luxury. It, uh, from the outside, it's a sharp looking vehicle. There's only so much you can do with a big square, but Kia, you know, put some nice touches on it. Inside, as you go inside the thing, the quality of the materials that they use is spectacular. They use, uh, uh, you know, the custom uh, feet, uh, the little touches like the USB uh, the back and the front so that people can plug into them. Uh, the quality of the video screen, all of the creature comforts that you look for in a three-row family SUV are there in the Telluride, and uh, and are done spectacularly. Uh, it's a sharp-looking design. They integrate the Kia kind of uh, trademark grille into it, but inside, it's a uh, as you get into it and you sit in it. Looking at the dashboard, looking at the video, uh, at the screen, uh, looking at uh, the room that you have, it is a roomy vehicle that feels solid, which is something that you want when you're driving a large vehicle like that. Uh, it is something that, uh, as you drive along, you feel confident. Now it's a barouche. I mean, it's a big, it's a big vehicle. It's not, you know, you're not gonna. Just drive this thing and uh, go doing sports car kind of stuff. But it's a three-row SUV that, uh, it, you know, if you're in something the size of the Sorento, you want to move up, this does the trick uh, for that. It is, uh, um, uh, you know, the one I drove is the X model, which is new for this year and um, it what it does is it turns up the ability for you to take this vehicle off-road I know a lot of people don't take these vehicles off-road but Kia as many other manufacturers have done adds better suspension better tires more ground clearance a better drivability and I mean the thing uh, it, you feel confident taking this SUV off-road. If you got to go up to the cabin, wherever you got to go, you don't feel like it's going to be a problem. You feel like uh, with eight and a half inches or so of ground clearance, that you're going to feel solid with this thing. And that's exactly what it does. Like I said, it's no speed burner, but it is. Um, it uses a little bit of gas too. But it is very, very uh, uh, solid feeling, very comfortable, lots of options. And if you go for the, um, you know, for the, the X model, yeah, you're going to get something that is really going to take you, uh, and I'm talking about the Prestige X Pro, for around $60,000, you get a vehicle that's going to take you where you want to go in comfort, keep everybody happy, and you're be, you're going to feel like you got bang for your bucks. Uh, as I said, there's several trims in this thing from the LX uh, all the way up to the Prestige. I drove the Prestige X Pro, around 60 grand, but uh, definitely 
uh, a must see. It sits atop so many different lists of uh, uh, magazines, reviews of Car of the Year, and so on and so forth, that uh, it's something that bears looking at. All right, that is going to wrap it up for this week's Drive Time. Thanks a lot to Bob Boyd and to Nathan and to our sponsors and everybody that keeps this show running, especially to George Jackson, Keith Slater. We will catch you next week, same time, same channel, right here on Drive Time Radio. If the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Thanks for listening.